Okay. Let's see if we remember how to do this. Hi, I'm Janet. And I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. And we're back after a long time. Yeah, our last one was, what, early October? First week in October? I think it was September. Oh, I think you're right, because I think we ended up having to skip the one in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Life, guys. Life. And yeah. just if you're tuning in to catch up on Bachelor Bachelorette Talk, <laughs> you can tune right in and not catch up on Bachelor and Bachelorette Talk, because um, I, I just... I haven't been feeling it. I don't know about you. And you've been, like, stuck watching things. Like, you could have watched, but you haven't. I did not. I mean, so I did learn that I can turn a two-hour show into a good, like, 35 minutes. Yeah. So most of The Bachelorette, I just wasn't feeling it. I watched a couple, like, tried to watch some of it. But instead... I just ended up forwarding to the end to see who got chosen. <laughs> I know. I feel bad. <laughs> this podcast did not start out as a Bachelor Bachelorette podcast, so we're fine because we haven't had a consistent formula throughout this podcast over the years. So we're fine. And no one yeah. has reached out going, what do you think? No one cares. It's fine. <laughs> What's up with your hair? I don't know. Well, one, I haven't washed it in like a week. Oh. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Does it get itchy? No. Maybe because I work out. Because I had my hair done on oh, sure. Saturday, and this is Thursday, and I had to wash it this morning. I hadn't washed it oh. since Saturday, but I work out every day. And so I was just like, oh, my gosh. It's getting yeah. so itchy. Ah. No, fortunately, my hair does not get itchy. It just gets weird. Mm, yeah. And now that it's so short, it's even weirder. It doesn't look greasy. Yeah, I do my dry shampoo at night. Okay. So that helps out a lot, in, which we'll get to eventually, but uh, my hair is no longer matted in the back. So that's really exciting, too. Yeah. So it's December, it's the holiday season. What are you drinking? I didn't know if you could drink. Well, you haven't been on painkillers. I never took any painkillers. That's right. That's right. I thought of you and I was like, maybe we're not going to drink on the podcast. And then my brain just (laughs) remembered. So what are you drinking? I am drinking Spade and Sparrows Rosé. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't had it in forever. So, and you are drinking? Bud Light Seltzers. So I bought their fall pack. And loved it. So as soon as I saw the Christmas pack, I I had to. And I've had the cherry cordial before, and it's fantastic. Um, My backup one, in case we get to the point where I need two, I have sugar plum. But Bud Light Seltzer was not on my radar until I saw their fall pack. And now I'm like, hmm, truly who? (laughs) Because it's still 100 calories, and yeah. Bud Light just does not come into no, my head. Not at all. Not at all. And I was very like, this better not be beer. And it's not. It's seltzer. That's what I was worried about. I was like, I don't know. Don't flavor the beer. Yeah. I always think that I'm going to like flavored beer, by the way. And every time I try it, no, I don't like it at all. I had a good vanilla beer once. Oh, so vanilla is different. Okay. 
Sorry. Um, but it's more when it's like a straw, like a raspberry. Oh, yeah, no. Chocolate cake beer. And I'm like, yeah, it sounded really good. And then I got it. Mm-hmm. And it was not. Yeah. So, uh, you ready to jump in? What you been up to, Amber? We kind of talked about it before on our last podcast, how you were going to have surgery and you explained why, but it's been a while. So refresh us, kind of give us a brief overview of what this surgery was. Very long surgery. For anybody who's just joining, I'll do a quick little recap in that, um, in 2017, I had breast cancer and, um, Part of that process was that I had a double mastectomy. We had some challenges with my um, uh, expanders. And so we ended up having to take my expanders out and put implants in before radiation, which is not typical. And that ended up causing some challenges for me in regards to after radiation. My skin got really tight on my left breast, but also they had put the um, implants underneath my muscle. And so that had caused some pain, but it had also caused some animation in my breasts. And so over the years, Wait, I have become... Animation, yes. I think of Tom and Jerry cartoons. What do you mean by am- animation? A- anima- animation. Wow. How many Bud Light seltzers have you I had? swear, just a sip. <laughs> I forgot how to talk. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So animation for the breast is where every time you like tense up a muscle or you move a weird way or anything like that, the breast itself will contract. And so it will move. And so um, specifically on my right breast where there was no radiation um, because there's no tissue or anything in there, um, it was underneath the muscle. And so every time my muscle would contract, my breast would roll. And so it would like roll under itself kind of. Um, it was very odd. And I do still have my nipples. I had a nipple sparing, um, mastectomy. So like my nipple would almost like disappear because of that process. You didn't boomerang that? You should have boomerang that to the private group. There is a boomerang of it. Trust me. You need to share that. I went into surgery. You need to share that with Janet (laughs) privately. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I didn't want to like, I had to boomerang it. I was like, Oh yeah. We're going to need this someday for the future as mm-hmm. part of this process. Uh, so I've really been having struggling with it for a while. But recently I was having a conversation with my oncologist and we just got a new surgeon um, in the last year who specializes in something called deep uh, flat surgery. So deep is spelled D-I-E-P in this case. And um, I had in front of me what all of those letters stand for. And right now I cannot find it. Um, But I'm going to stay on the page that I'm on. So that way I can kind of talk about. um, D-I-E-P. D-I-E-P. Yes. It stands for Deep Inferior Epigastric Perforator, um, which happens to be uh, something where they, the short version of it is they take all of your muscles and your blood vessels, which would be those arteries and everything like that, they take it from your abdomen and they move it into your breasts. And um, this is actually something that a lot more women are doing. And the reason for that being is that it's your tissue. It's your skin. It's your tissue. it's, It's everything about you. And so they tend to be a little bit more realistic and they make you feel a little bit more breast like, um, 
than the implants or anything else. Um, and so the stomach part though, is something that is fairly new. I mean, they've probably only been doing it the last like five to 10 years, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Um, but so that is what I had performed. So on October 14th, I went in for what was scheduled to be, uh, an eight hour surgery where they, um, opened up, they cut a incision from my left hip all the way over to my right hip. Um, and it's very low. It's like right above my pubic area. And, uh, they took off all of my, my skin and they took out all my fat, but the, amazing thing is that they keep it all together. So it's not like they remove the fat or anything like that. They take it all out and like set it on the side um, while they're preparing the rest of your body. And so they also took out my implants and they put my chest muscles back into my chest wall. And um, basically I have little eyelids is what I, they're called flaps, but they look like eyes is Mm -hmm. the best way to describe it. And, um, there are two of them, two flaps on the underneath of my breasts. And this is to help, um, keep all of the tissue and everything like that, that they took from my stomach into my breasts. It's to help keep it healthy. And, um, the blood vessels are there to kind of help nourish and keep the the fat growing as opposed to letting it kind of die, which can sometimes happen with like fat grafting surgery. And so essentially I had a tummy tuck, um, if you will. And, uh, yeah, the surgery ended up taking 10 hours, um, because there was just so much that needed to get done. I had not a lot, but I had a little bit of blood loss. Um, so it was an interesting experience. Um, I spent, so let's see, I went into surgery at like 738, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, I was out by about 6pm, spent a couple hours in recovery, and then they sent me out to the ICU. So because of the risk of this surgery, um, and because of the fact that they did replace or move around blood vessels, um, I had to be in the ICU for my recovery. So I was in the ICU for four nights. And um, they had to check on me every hour. Oh, and geez. The reason for this is because the flaps, they had these really cool instruments and I can't remember what they're called right now, but they would come in every hour at the same exact time and they would put this instrument to each of my breasts on a certain spot and they would listen to the blood vessels. And so you could hear the blood pumping through the blood vessels and they wanted to make sure that those blood vessels were staying alive. If for some reason they couldn't hear the sound, I would have been had, um, I would have had to have been put back into surgery and um, redo everything um, essentially and like help with the muscles because otherwise the flaps could have died and the surgery would have been unsuccessful. But fortunately um, that did not happen. So um, I spent four nights in ICU. Unfortunately, because of COVID, um, a plan went into place the day that I, the night that I got out of surgery So, um, Nick was there trying to, we were just trying to sleep. And at about one, one 30 AM, a charge nurse came in and asked Nick to leave. Um, and he was fine. Like we, we totally understood, but we were only allowed one visitor a day and no one was allowed to spend the night. Mm. And so, um, Nick was my visitor for most days. We had one other person come and visit me 
on Saturday, maybe Friday or Saturday, Tad came, um, and brought me some stuff for my cell phone and stuff like that and sat with me while I nodded on and off for a few hours. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then I went home and I have been recovering from home since, uh, middle of October. So I've been off of work for about six weeks total, but we are still going on eight weeks right now. And today is actually, I think eight or nine weeks and I am still healing. Um, right now I'm leaning up against a pillow. I have the squatty potty underneath my feet and, um, I have a heating pad on my back to help with, um, the pain that I feel, um, from compensating. Mm -hmm. Um, so, cause when I was released, uh, because they had to take so much of my, uh, tissue and everything like that, they pulled my skin down so far that I could only like, it was like a 90 degree angle. I swear to you. Like I could only, I have, I have a walker and, um, I could only walk bent over for weeks. I couldn't get in and out of bed. I couldn't readjust myself. I couldn't shower by myself. I literally could not do anything without Nick, including going to the bathroom. Right. Before the podcast, you were like, okay, let me just go to the bathroom. And I almost went, isn't it fun to have freedom again? But I was like, I know. No. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> Very nice. I was like, I'll save that for the podcast. So that's what I just did. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then when I have number two, I'll come out of the bathroom. I'm like, isn't it nice that you don't have to wipe my butt? <laughs> right. He's such a trooper. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk it, about some of the the adventures that you've had during this whole process. Oh, my God. So because of the surgery, and for most anybody probably knows this, you have a catheter mm-hmm. in. So um, they tried to take the catheter out within, like, 24 hours of you waking up. And... Um, Mind you, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, I had taken one pain med and that was Thursday night, I think early Friday morning when I had gotten out of the surgery and I was just feeling a little too much pain. So they gave me one pill. And honestly, I thought maybe it was placebo effect because I thought they were giving me pain meds the whole time. So because the day that I was discharging, um, they asked some question about when was the last time you had a last pain med or something like that. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think you guys gave me one last night or something right at like eight o'clock. And they're like, no, you, you haven't had one since your first night. And I was like, what? You're like, oh, I am okay. superwoman. She's like, we've been giving you aspirin. And I was like, Oh, oh okay. that's awesome. So when they check out the catheter, which is always fun, um, they tried to get me to get up to have to go to the bathroom. Well, unfortunately for me, I, my blood pressure immediately dropped. I couldn't do it. I had to lay back in bed Well, I had to pee. So we had to figure out some way to get me to pee. Well, <laughs> we called it, the nurse and I called it the blue hot dog. Mm-hmm. And it is like this long blue thing that has a tube stuck to it. But basically it suctions to your vagina. To the pee hole. Yeah. And it's like a foam. I felt like it was like a foam thing. So they put like, 
they put this little plastic thing underneath me so that way in case I pee on myself, which I did. Um, <laughs> and which I did. Because I had to go pee so bad that by the time we got everything figured out, I was peeing so fast that pee was just like going up everywhere in the bed. And I was like, oh, problem. So we had to keep adjusting it. So we finally got it to a place that we could get it to be so that way I could pee um, and everything suctioned appropriately. I had to think about it, though. Like I had to very carefully manage my flow. Okay. Um, And like sometimes if it would get too much, like I would have to like try to like cut back on it. It was the funniest thing ever. And the nurses would always come in and they'd be like, oh, my God, look at you. You just you're just going to town. I'm like, yeah, no. Oh, my goodness. So when they went to go, we decided that we were going to try to get me up to walk and go to the bathroom. And they had to take this thing off. I swear to you, it felt like they were ripping off my entire vagina. <gasps> like you could hear it. And it was like suctioned, like it was, and everything was like dry because like you don't have anything down there. Right. And so like, they just like, oh my God, just like peel it off. And I was like, oh my God, are my vagina lips still there? Cause I'm pretty sure you just took them. And she was like, no, they're fine. Um, but they also have to measure your pee. So to make sure that you're going a certain amount or whatever, so they had like this little pee cup, like a little um, measuring cup that was underneath the toilet seat. So like four inches in di- diameter? <sighs> diameter? Yeah. Yeah. It was not very big. Okay. And I was like, you guys want me to pee in that? Okay. So I had gone pee and I'm like, okay. So I like pressed the little button or I say something to the nurse. I was like, okay, I'm done. I, I went pee in the toilet because they were having me pee on like this little like it was, it was like, uh, like a little walker with a pee cup. Oh, okay. I've seen that. It was yes. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I actually got to go to the toilet, which was exciting, but you don't have, get to flush. You're not allowed to flush your own pee. So she comes in, she's like, oh yeah, look at you. Even peed on the floor. I was like, what? <laughs> so, I peed on myself. I peed on my bed. I peed on the floor. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not ready to go home yet. No, I can't. This can't happen. This cannot happen. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then I almost got an enema because they, so when you have surgery, especially stomach surgery, um, they had been feeding me um, stool softeners the whole time trying to get me to go to the bathroom. And I was not going. I did not do a number two for four days. Were you in pain? No. I mean, I didn't notice anything. So that's the problem is that your stomach is numb. Mm. So I couldn't feel anything. And so I had no idea. And they're like, well, look, if you can't leave the hospital until you poop. So if you don't poop in the next like two hours, you're going to get an enema. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound fun. No. And I was like, well, what else can we give me? Because I wasn't allowed to drink coffee um, because there's, like, a theory on how it could potentially, like, kill or destroy the blood vessels. So they couldn't give me coffee. And I actually didn't have coffee for, like, two weeks. Did Um, anyone die? 
No, nobody died, amazingly. Wow. It was great. Wow. I know. And so I couldn't poop. And then finally, I was like, well, let's just sit me in this chair. I'm going to eat some mashed potatoes. And all of a sudden, thank God, I had to go. (sighs) And then that's when I realized I would never be able to wipe my butt for, like, weeks. Oh. So then you have to have, like, this nice nurse. And all my nurses, again, they're just amazing. They were so funny. And I'm like, oh, I can't reach my butt. (laughs) You're going to have to wipe my butt for me. She was like, it's fine. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And then I couldn't like flush the toilet either for the poop. And then I was afraid I was going to poop on the floor. (sighs) Oh my goodness. And this is all before coming home. Yeah. All before coming home. It was insane. How was the hospital food? Did they feed you good food? Yeah. The hospital food was really good. I got to order off the menu every day. The first day I was, or the first morning, I think, I was only allowed to do liquids. Mm. So they brought me like jello and apple juice and stuff like that um, because I was only allowed to do fluids. But after that, like everything was really good. I never had anything that I didn't like. Um, The food was great. Um, We did, oh, I, I forgot. We also had a nurse experience, or not a nurse experience, a phlebotomist Mm. coming from a lab. I try to be understanding, but I can only have um, needles in one arm. I can't have them in my left arm because I have lymph nodes missing. And I don't remember why that is, that I can't do that. But so I already had one um, uh, needle in my arm uh, in case they had to hook up anything. And so the nurse came up or the phlebotomist came up to get my labs drawn and she was trying to put it in my wrist. Oh, my God, it hurt so bad. Um, and I'm like half out of it. Cause this is like the next morning, right after the surgery, I'm all by myself. And she is just like stabbing me with this thing and she's moving it. So she can't find the vein. And she's like in my arm, moving the vein. And I'm like, no, you are done. You are done. Take it out. And later on, and my nurse, uh, or right then and there, actually, my nurse was like, no, you're done. Like, you can send someone else up later, or we will get the vein thing, and we'll do it ourselves. And eventually, someone else came up and and did it, and that was great. But that was the only, like, bad experience I had. Everybody else was just Coming from a lab, of course, that's the bad experience you have. I know, right? I was like, really? (laughs) Great. Mm. It's fine. But... So then yeah. you, you finally got to come home, and Nick was fantastic. He was keeping us up to date. He let me know when I was able to reach out to you. He was <laughs> awesome. I just have to say, five stars. That's wonderful. Yes. Because I know that he gets a little nervous and, like, trying to keep track of everything. And I know that for a couple hours they didn't know what was happening when I was supposed to be out of surgery, and I wasn't. Um, so I'm glad that he was keeping everybody up to date and he absolutely, I mean, he has been a champ, mm-hmm. um, this entire time. I mean, he has been working through the process. Um, he would go in in the mornings and then come home at like eight thirty nine o'clock. And then, um, he would stay at home with me for a couple hours and then he would head back to work. Um, the first week I was still pretty groggy, even though I, excuse me, even though I wasn't taking any pain meds or anything like that, I was taking muscle relaxers. 
because the being hunched over, it put so much pressure on my back that I just was in so much pain. And so those were making me a little droggy, groggy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first week he had it a little bit easier because most of the time I was just sleeping. But if I needed water, if I needed food, if I needed to get up, if I needed to readjust anything, he had to be there. Um, and yeah, he had to wipe me in the bathroom. I was able to wipe my front, but number two, not so much. Mm. So, but he didn't complain. He didn't even blink an eye at it. Um, and so, you know, we grew as a couple there. I would, uh, bend over the sink and let Nick wipe me. Mm. Great. Um, (laughs) We, uh, he had to shower me. So Nick's mom, um, brought me a shower chair, which was very nice of her. We rented it, I guess, from some medical company. And so Nick is going to shower me. So we get me all ready to go. And he's like standing outside of the shower with like holding the shower head while standing behind the shower curtain. (laughs) And I'm like how how is that going to work that that's it's just not gonna work right and so i'm like get in your boxers or something and get in the shower so he's standing in front of me just holding it just holding the shower head and i'm like nick you have like wash my head and i can't reach my arms up at this point i was only allowed to do a t-rex thing so he's just standing in front of me like like patting my head and I'm like oh my god I was like Nick can you just wash my hair he's like I don't know how and I'm like oh my god how do you wash your hair like just massage it in like can you put shampoo in oh my god it was a disaster from that moment on Nick would just like hold the water and then I would like try to like bend with your T-Rex hands yeah I was like oh my god so we only showered me like once a week because I was like this is ridiculous and eventually i've gained some more uh movement but um also so some of the fun if you will during our second shower i think um i had dried off and we were i had drains so i had four drains in two on my hips and two on my breasts and we had to empty these about two to four times a day and we went to go empty up the drains and we realized that my breast was bleeding and we were like, Oh my God. And so we had to go to the hospital so many times in the first like three weeks. It was ridiculous. I think we were at the hospital probably like twice a week, mm. two or three times a week. We were messaging the nurse because I was constantly having bleeding or, um, we did finally get to take the drains out. We took three of the drains out Um, I ended up getting some fluid that was collecting in my breasts. So we had to open up two wounds, um, that have to be bandaged every day. And then, um, my hip, when that, uh, drain finally came out, that ended up pooling as well with some fluid, not a significant amount, but a small amount. And so while I'm in the doctor's office, the doctor was like, Oh, we're fine. Let's just cut open a little hole right here with these scissors. And I was like, sure, why not? So he just cuts open my hip and shoves some gauze in there. And I was like, cool. How did that feel? 
Yeah. So oddly enough, I couldn't actually feel it. Okay. So I can just feel pressure. I can't actually feel much else. So it wasn't horrible. It just felt like he was like ripping my skin off because it just like the Mm -hmm. pressure of it. So we have three open wounds. So we have to cover them in the shower and we ran, this is honestly probably one of my favorite videos of the entire time that I've been out because we ran out of all the little plastic tape that you have to put over it. So my bright idea was saran wrap Mm -hmm. and we do not have saran wrap in this house because Nick cannot handle it. So we use press and seal (laughs) gladware and I sent anybody who is willing to see my breasts. (laughs) Yes, you did. And it was awesome. Even my hairstylist, I'm like, I was messaging her because I had to reschedule my hair appointment for later this month. And I was like, oh my God, you have to see this video. I was like, you see my breasts in it, but it's totally worth it. Oh my God. It was hilarious. Nick couldn't even look at me, but it worked. Mm -hmm. It worked. And that was all that mattered. Right. Well, press yeah. and seal on the wifey. I know. It's, it was great. Um, let's see. Uh, some other fun stuff. I gained, I got a new belly button. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was a thing. They didn't tell you that was going to happen? No. So another thing was, is that I had a dolphin tattoo that was like riding a wave and it had like a little star and like water bubbles above it on my lower right um, abdomen. And before the surgery, he was drawing on me and he was like, oh, we might lose the, the tattoo. And I was like, that's fine. Like it had a story behind it, but I'm, I wasn't tied to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going to make them like try to figure out a different way to do something. So I also have part of that tattoo on my left breast. That's amazing. Which I originally thought was fungus. <laughs> um, and I freaked out. I got fungi on my booby. <laughs> I was like, Nick, what the fuck is that? Because I had like a mirror and I was like looking in the mirror. I was looking at my phone or something like that, trying to look at the scars. And I was like, why is there fungus on my boob? And he was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, that's your tattoo. And I was like, oh, right. They did tell me that. I forgot. <laughs> Because when I was in the hospital, too, like, I kept having all these, like, residents and these students and the surgeons, and they kept coming in, and everybody kept mentioning my tattoo, and they're like, yeah, it's on your breast, but, but, like, it didn't process. Mm -hmm. So, but then I also, when I was there in the hospital, like, I had this little square bandage over what I assumed was my belly button, and they had taken off the bandage and, like, cleaned it, and they're like, okay, well, you can take that off in, like, a day or two. And so we took it off when I got home and it was a little red. I mean, but I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what they went through my belly button for. No, they gave me a brand new one. (laughs) And I didn't know it until we had come in for my first issue. And she was like, well, everything else is looking really good. Your new belly button looks great. And I was like, new? What? (laughs) She was like, yeah, we gave you a new belly button. And I was like, I feel like someone should have told me that. (laughs) But, right. Well, at least they gave you one. They could have just not. I know. Can you imagine? I think that would have been more fun. Like, not having a belly button? What do I use it for? I know it's the whole, it's part of the reproductive part, but, and why do men have them? Because it, doesn't it the umbilical cord and the belly button? I don't even remember. I don't know. 
part of me thinks I may be completely wrong. Biology, not my strong suit. Um, but not having a belly button, you wouldn't know where to put your pants. It'd be so funny, though. I mean, <laughs> your pants would like be up to your nipples. <laughs> but I'm going to have them take my nipples, too, at some point. They're not doing me any good either. You're not going to have nipples? They're not going to give you new nipples? So, I, I mean, I, like I said, I have nipples. Um, but this surgery process is not done. It's two stages, so I have to go back in April. Well, when I go back in April, sadly, they're going to remove the flaps. Mm-hmm. So I will lose the little section of t- uh, tattoo that I have on my boob. Um, but then when they're nipping and tucking everything, they're going to take my skin and pull it over. And so in order to do that, they're going to probably have to move the nipples. And so they would probably have to take them off and put them back on anyways. And I think I'm just going to have them take them. I, it's some, a lot of people would not understand. Um, and a lot of people don't understand me even wanting to remove the nipples, um, but I also sometimes feel like I have been very different in, in this process. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not tied to my nipples. I don't, I don't have any sensation there anymore. Um, they look kind of weird now because of all the surgeries I've had. And sometimes I feel a little less like a breast cancer patient sometimes. Okay. Because there's so many women out there that were unable to save their nipples Um, and so sometimes I feel a little bit of guilt or I feel, I don't know, just odd about it. And so I'm okay with not having them. So I'm going to ask him that if, depending on what that surgery looks like in April, he can just take them. Cause I think it'll just be, um, I think it'll make me feel better. Um, and plus I can take photos without my top on put them on right? Instagram and no one can say anything because I have no nipple. Right. What are you going to do about it? The nipple is what gets flagged, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, um, so why not also not give me a belly button? I feel like if they would have been like, do you want a belly button? I'd been like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> because how much fun would it be to be like, uh-uh, I don't have a belly button. And then people would think that I wasn't born. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so it does have something to do with the reproductive, but it, then I don't understand why men have belly buttons. Well, because they're born. Okay. That's how we're connected to our mom? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, biology yeah. teacher Amber. Yeah. It's the only thing I will ever be able to teach you about biology. No, you have taught me a lot in the last 30 <laughs> minutes. A lot. About biology and medicine and wow, wow. It has been just... How are you feeling in, today? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I got cleared earlier this week to drive. You drove. So I drove for the first time, which was very exciting. You didn't give us an update. That day, you Marco polo and said you might give us an update. You didn't give me I an update, but I saw on your insta stories that you were driving and i'm like thanks amber i'll find out with the rest of the world it's fine (laughs) i know yeah it was very exciting i'm also pretty sure i'm the only person in the world trying to go back to work i think so and i've been fighting for this even though there was no way i was going to get online like my third week i was like so when can i like go back to work 
And he was like, physically? And I was like, well, obviously no. <laughs> and he was like, well, I guess you can get online if you really want to. And I was like, yeah, I do. So then this week I was like, so do you think I could like go to work next week? And he was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> right? I don't want to belly button nipples and I want to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm also probably the only woman who asks the question, when can I wear a bra? No, I'm very pro bra. I sleep in bras. I I need a bra. And I don't have the blessings that some people do. I am an A cup, maybe. So I just, it feels like my friend is hugging me when I have a bra on. Yeah, I know. Well, in my left breast, so part of some of the issues that I've been having is that five years ago in 2017 or almost five years ago, I had radiation and that radiation, the damage that it does, even though it's very helpful, um, it still causes complications for me years down the road. And so all of the trouble that I've been having with my left breast and the left side of my body has been in regards to the fact that I had radiation. And so underneath my left breast, where the flap is, um, I keep calling it sewn together because I don't know what else to say. Um, it keeps opening up and oozing. So I've been oozing for like six weeks. It's great. Um, and it's just now starting to close. So I'm like, can I just wear, I can't wear a wired bra anyways because of my mastectomy scars and all of that. So that doesn't bother me. I was like, I just want to wear a bra so I feel feel more like a woman. I feel like protected. I just, mm -hmm. it feels nice. Cause right now I don't have a bra and I haven't been wearing one. Um, so it's been weird going out in public and knowing that I don't have a bra, mm -hmm. but, um, I get to wear a bra next week. Do you get to go back exciting. to the office next week? <sighs> so <laughs> See, I would try. definitely require the bra before right. I went back to the office. Well, that's why that was my main reason. I was like, I don't need to wear a bra this week. Because you told me I can't go into the office. But when I go into the office, I would like to wear a bra. So, so yeah, I will be wearing a bra when I go to work. So when are um, you doing I'm that? Hoping. After the holidays? I'm, no, I'm going to try and go in on Thursday. Next week. Amber. I know. I miss my people. I miss my team. Even though, so I have seen one of my team members, Maddie. She has also been very intrigued by this process. Um, and she has a very, I don't, like, I don't know what to call it, like a scientific brain. Like, she has actually been to one of our autopsies at work and um, all of that. And so, like, I've been sharing this process with them. And Maddie actually came over to watch Nick change my bandages. So she, because the hole in my hip, you could actually see into Mm. so you could kind of like hold it open and look into it and like see inside me and so she got to do that what's um, her educational she, background so she has an mba but oh. she also had um has a degree or she has a um, emphasis in like physics and chemistry and stuff okay. like that that makes so and, much sense yeah and so nick was really excited to show somebody this process 
And um, because it has been pretty amazing to like watch him do it. And he got to do it with the doctor. The doctor in the clinical room was like, put on some gloves. Let's stick your fingers in these holes. And I was like, great. <laughs> um, God. But so that's what we had Maddie do is we have surgical gloves in the house. And um, so she got to actually put her fingers inside of the pocket of my left breast um, and kind of like see where the hole was and like where the fluid was and stuff like that. So um, it's been an interesting process. So I've seen her um, and I've seen Tad a couple of times too, but I miss, I miss my boss. Mm-hmm. I miss my, uh, my colleagues and it's nice to just like get out of the house. And so even if I go into the office, I may not be there a whole day. And a lot of what I do there is sitting anyways. So I'll mostly stay sitting. And if I can't like walk or anything like that, um, I won't do it, but I think I can go without the walker and I think I'll be okay. Cause I've been going on short distances without the walker. So maybe you put the walker in the car just in case. Yeah, this is true. Did you bling out the walker? So we tried, we, um, Tad brought over some glitter spray paint mm-hmm. and we were going to spray paint it and the, um, aerosol can was broke. Oh, so. We never got around to it. I tried to get Nick to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get glitter paint. I was like, just get glitter paint and get me like a little paintbrush and I'll just like paint it. But no, (laughs) couldn't do that. (laughs) He did a lot of other things. (laughs) He has done a lot of things. (laughs) Let's not not complain about the glitter paint. (laughs) I know. He has done a lot. The amount of, he asked me, what was it, like the first or second week I was home. He's like, do you drink this much water on a regular basis? Because he was filling up my water, like, every hour he would have to fill it. Because also, like, sitting there, I just got so dry. Mm -hmm. And then it's the winter season. And, I mean, my skin was legit flaking off. Like, you would take off, like, my T-shirt or or not my T-shirt. You would take off, like, my sheets and stuff like that. And, like, if skin was just, like, flaking with it, or Mm. I would take off sweatpants or something like that, and you could just see my skin. It was disgusting. So, yeah. So, all that downtime, you got a lot of TV time, a lot of shows. What'd you watch? So, I did get really bored. Mm -hmm. Um, Sundays have actually become a no TV day for me. Okay. I just wake up in the morning and I just don't shut the TV on it or turn the TV on until like seven o'clock at night. Okay. I listen to books or I do whatever. So, um, in the beginning, because really all I wanted to do was lay there. Um, I didn't really want to do anything. Like eventually I started doing some cross stitch and, um, I tried to learn calligraphy. I do not have the patience for it. (laughs) Um, that was learned real quick. Um, but I did watch the entire, um, series of Schitt's Creek. So that was my first on my list. Um, I will say I had a very hard time getting into it in the beginning. Um, but by the fourth season, I loved it. So I loved season four through six. I thought it was so good. Yes. Um, I have a very unpopular opinion. Oh, what's that? Shit's Creek. I am not a, My- a Moira fan. Oh. She's I annoying. She plays. So annoying. So annoying. 
Like, and I can also see where I, like, Alexis should be the one that's annoying to me. Mm -hmm. But, which she is. But it's also kind of so funny. And she just cracks me up in some aspects. (laughs) But Moira, like, I just could not get into that character. And... I just don't... She plays it so well. Because that's the whole point of it. Like, mm-hmm. she was the one who decided... The actress decided to bring in the... Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, accent. Mm-hmm. So she was the one who decided to give the character an accent. And she plays that character so well. But I hate the character. Uh-huh. Couldn't do it. I could see that. So I watched... So I watched Schitt's Creek, and then I realized that I am not somebody who can just sit down and watch episode after episode after episode of a series. It becomes monotonous. Yes. And that's when I stopped watching you. Mm -hmm. So I watched the series you. I rewatched season one because I watched it before when you recommended it. Um, And I watched season two, and I thought both of those were good. But by the time I got to season two and the end of season two... I started to be able to predict a little bit of things that would happen. And I was really a little upset about the direction that you went in season three. So I haven't watched watch season, season three. Yeah. So I just know that season three is the latest one, right? Yep. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I just know that the um, ending of season two was disturbing. It's like, yeah, very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also kind of, I think it, didn't it give some hints as to, like, what would happen? Oh, yeah, when they moved into the new yeah. house. His wife seems to be very similar to him. Yeah. And or I think he starts mama. to get, like, a crush on somebody else. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, ah, I just didn't do it. So I started watching miniseries. So for miniseries, I was watching, um, I have to say, my favorite one was Clickbait. Okay. Clickbait was so good. It was like six or seven episodes. Um, It came recommended to me by somebody else. And it is, each episode is about a different character. And the whole plot is that um, this gentleman who is a brother, a husband, a son, all of that, he gets kidnapped. And he is put on YouTube, essentially, with a sign that says, um, when this gets 5 million likes, I'm going to die. And it's because he has abused women. Mm. And like, that's what the sign says is I've abused women. I take advantage of them, yada, yada. So through the whole series, you start finding out different pieces of information about this man that nobody knew. And um, the ending is probably one of the most shocking endings I have watched in a really long time. I didn't even let Nick talk to me. For the last two episodes because I just sat in front of my screen going with my mouth open because I was in so much shock as to what happened. Wow. Um, so I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I also watched, um, I had a list of it somewhere. Did you watch Yellowstone? I didn't watch Yellowstone. I know. I didn't watch a lot of stuff that like, people recommend it. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I watched, so I did watch Squid Games and I had originally watched the first two episodes before I went into surgery. So I actually didn't do Squid, da- Squid Games until like two weeks ago, but it was good, but very disturbing. I can't watch it. No. 
Yeah. And that was also a series where the final, the ending pissed me off. Mm. It just made me mad. Um, I watched something called, or I watched Midnight Mass, which is just starting to gain a little bit more conversation. That one was really good. But the ending, oh my God, there was like a 20 minute timeline where I was like, this has got to end. Just stop. It was just too long, but it was really good series. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched Staircase. I haven't heard of that one. So Staircase is a documentary about, um, I always say Scott Peterson, and that's not who it is. Uh, Michael Peterson, mm-hmm. who is a author. And the, his wife died. She fell down a staircase and died. And he was put on trial for her murder. And actually, one of the private investigators was a police officer here in Arvada um, for a short or for a long time uh, before he became a private investigator. So I watched that. That one was. Is it based good. on a true story? Yeah. Maybe I've heard a crime podcast about it. The name doesn't sound familiar. The story does. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Um, I mean, I've never read any of his books, but he does write crime and um, thrillers and stuff like that and suspenses. And so um, that's why that was one of the theories is that like he would have the right set of mind and like the knowledge to be able to do this and get away with it. Mm. Um, But so it was just interesting to watch how it all played out and the different details. Um, Let's see. Yeah. I didn't really honestly watch a whole lot. Um, I just got bored with TV mm-hmm. and I just couldn't sit there and stare at the TV anymore. So a lot of times I would keep friends on in the background or something like that. And I would do my cross stitch or I would put in my headphones and I would listen to different podcasts. So I'd listen to my normal stuff like crime junkie and stuff like that. Um, but I did listen to over my dead body season three. Um, I think crime junkies came out with Strangeland. Mm, I've heard um, of this, but I've been in audiobook land for months and oh, I just finished an audio book too. I finished a book called, um, the silent patient. Okay. It's a psychological thriller mm. and it, it's a little bit slower than I normally like. It's not very gory or anything like that, but the ending, I had to re-listen to one of the chapters like two times because I didn't believe what they just told me. Okay. Like, what? No I am way. borrowing it from my library right this moment. Is this yeah, it? That's very good. Uh, yes, it is. Highly recommend. Um, I watched a documentary on the Cecil hotel. So the Cecil hotel is located in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And this is the hotel where that, um, Oh my God, I'm going to forget her last name now. Um, where the young Asian woman died. Um, years ago, it was a mysterious death where like she was in the elevator and uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on. And so it looked like she was talking to somebody, but nobody was there. And then she just like disappeared. There was no camera footage of her. And then she ended up in their um, water tanks. And it was this huge story, but there's like a whole story behind Cecil Hotel in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the history of it actually was more interesting than the story about 
um, Lisa, I think it's Lisa Lynn or, but the theories were hilarious in some aspects because if I could find my notes on it, which I can't because I wrote them instead of putting them in my computer. Um, yeah. I don't know that I, I think that was really it for what I watched. That's I just, a lot. That's a lot. So much. I get Shit's that. Creek took about a week. Yeah. I, I watched I, one season a day. I feel like, you know, once you are able to get out and about more, the TV's probably not going to come on for a while. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the first Sunday that Nick, I think it was like my third week or something. And Nick walks into the bedroom and it's like four o'clock on a Sunday. He's like, you just haven't turned the TV on. No, I can't. There's just, I can't do it. And everybody was like, oh my God, you should watch this. You should watch this. I'm like, I never want to binge watch anything ever again. Mm-hmm. Like I could totally binge watch a small little like docu-series or like a mini series of something. Can totally do that on like a Saturday. Oh God, but trying to watch a whole series of a show. No. That's why when people recommend shows and, I, and they're like, yeah, it's like only got four seasons. And I'm like... What kind of time do you think I have? Yeah. I don't understand. And yeah, I can, because I'm a big Hallmark Christmas movie fan, as we know. And I can maybe do two a day. And that's four hours. Well, with fast forwarding, it's probably like three hours of TV. And after that, I'm like, I'll listen to an audiobook to put myself to sleep. Are you watching Hallmark Christmas? You got super excited when I said that. Did you watch the Cameron, um, yes. Cameron one? Of course. The Fuller House reunion. I was really excited. Yeah. I was super excited about that one. So I did watch it. I have watched, I did watch some of the Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas music or Christmas musics. Did you watch the Reba? Reba McIntyre one? It was I on did Lifetime. Watch that one. It was so cute. Her and that guy would make a cute couple if he wasn't married. I know. He was, uh, he was on the Dukes of Hazard. He was, wasn't he Bo Duke? Oh. I've never seen that. John Schneider. No, oh, he's he's a doll. Um, did you watch the Terry Hatcher one where um, she and her husband from no. Desperate Housewives reunited for it? No, but so you watch Desperate Housewives, right? Mm-hmm. Or no? Okay. So I haven't been able to watch it from season one, which I feel like I need to in order to get the backstories. Yes. Um, but I think I want to watch the Salt Lake City one because it intrigues me. I watched Wait, a little bit of it. Desperate Housewives. Oh, hi. Yep. I'm thinking Real Housewives. Here I got go. that when you started. I was like, Salt Lake City. Okay. Yes. So part of me wishes I had more time because the Real Housewives seem to be like this cult thing that everyone loves. Yeah. And I just haven't fallen into that yet. Yeah. Nick. And Regan watches it too, but Nick is all about it. Not my Nick. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) and Nick loves the, um, Beverly Hills and like Orange County and all of this. So every time I come home for Oktoberfest, we, I always end up having to watch some kind of real housewives. Mm -hmm. Well, when I went home this last time, I watched, um, Salt Lake city and I find it amusing because of the fact that a lot of them were, um, practicing Mormons okay, or are still part of the religion. And if you know anything know about that. the religion, that's, it's very interesting because these individuals do drink alcohol or they do have like these extravagant 
lifestyles. So the whole process of it all um, is very interesting, interesting to me. And they have one coming out for Dubai. Mm. And that one is also very interesting to me just because of the religious background. And so um, I might try to watch that. Um, But I can't get into the other ones. I just I can't do it. I haven't had time, but it's definitely been something I'm like, I really wish or Vanderpump rules and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to podcast again. I know. Me too. And I'm so glad you didn't fall. I was like, oh, Amber and Ashley are going to be like, really, Janet, you're giving up on the bachelorette. I'm so glad we're all on the same page. Yeah. No. But there's so much to talk about outside of that. Like, so much. Yes. And our lives are way more interesting also than The Bachelorette, at least this season. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, do you have indoor cameras? I know you have the ring. We have the ring, but we don't have indoor cameras. I just added these little blink mini cameras. They're wired, so you plug them in. And I added three so I could watch the animals while I'm at the office. I'm obsessed. Like, I just pulled up Rip. He's sitting in front of the fireplace. And I'm obsessed. I'll be in my office upstairs and pull up the blink and be like, oh, you can arm them so you get notifications. I don't know. This is not a commercial for them. But I really, (laughs) I, I feel like I'm the last one jumping on this bandwagon. Nope. It's me. I still haven't done any of that. But I because sometimes we're like, do we really want to see what she's doing? And then <laughs> well, you can the talk to him. Sleeps. You can talk to him. But I find that when I've tried to talk to Rip, it confuses the hell out of him. He'll yeah. run around the house and I'm like, oh, he's going to hurt himself because he's so confused. But yeah. And, you know, I do feel like being home alone. Steve's traveling a lot again. Like Steve can check on me. And like, I feel like That's I'm not nice. alone. Like, I don't think he is. I'm like, <laughs> right. Steve, still. I have these three cameras. What do you think? He's like, oh, cool. But, like, if I weren't responding to him, he could, like, see if I'm home, yeah. see if I've fallen. Exactly. Yeah. I sound like an old lady. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. Uh, Ashley is... Funny. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's I was just going to say about Piper. So, Piper, this whole time, we've... She's done mostly really well at not, like, almost killing me. Yeah. Um, But she's learned that, like, she can only crawl up, like, a certain far, like, to a certain point on the bed. She wasn't allowed to jump up on me for a while. Like, I couldn't get out of bed for certain things. And so these last couple days, I've been able to do a little bit more, like, myself. Oh, my gosh. That girl has been so excited. She was so excited when I got to run outside. I didn't run, but she thought I was running. Um, And, like, pretend to, like, chase her, which I wouldn't run or anything, but I would, like, stomp my feet down or, like, throw a toy or something. Oh, she was so excited. Mm. Is your work having a holiday party? No. Oh. Um, one, we typically, um, don't have one. I thought there was one last year at your boss's house. Oh, so that, yes. But that was, um, like our gala. Okay. So I got to go to the gala at my boss's house. Um, the lab has not had anything since before COVID. 
Um, but the hospital is also against like large gatherings right now. That makes sense. Um, and so, yeah. So we haven't done anything. I told my team that I would do something for them in January. Um, just because December just is not happening for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, do you guys have a holiday party? Our HR team's getting together, but not the normal like office oh. party. Yeah. Um, we're getting together at one of our coworkers' house. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering what it looked like to other people. Because I really don't talk to a lot of people outside of my work people and my husband and my dad. Um, Yeah, so I was just wondering. And especially coming from the medical field like you are, we have all these mask mandates that are back in place. And like I'm working from home three, four days a week again just because nobody's in the office. And all the unvaccinated people have been banished and can't come into the office. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you had your booster? No. So I'm going to try and get my booster tomorrow. Um, I think there's a Walgreens, um, or another facility near me that I might be able to do it. I just know that I haven't had the best luck with the reactions. Mm -hmm. So I was going to get it today and I decided I have to work tomorrow. Yeah. And the podcast. And the podcast. (laughs) Thanks. So um, I might get it tomorrow, uh, so that way when I'm sick, I'll just be sick on Saturday. And I've been used to not doing anything on Saturdays for like eight Saturdays. So I'm good. And, due and to, it's supposed to snow, right? But not much, like maybe an no. inch. Yeah. Um, our Walgreens has a sign that says you have to schedule an appointment. So just a heads up. Yeah. I had I went to schedule mine through Walmart, and I'm just de- I'm December twenty first. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I looked. There was some appointments available today, um, but I wouldn't got my nails done, and so they're beautiful. Um, I did notice them. I know. I'm getting my nails done now. They're even like longer than I normally get. Um, I did a matte version today, mm-hmm. so it's very nice getting them done again. My nails just—they were not doing well during my time out. So, mm. getting my eyelashes and my nails back, so nice. And your hair? Have you done anything to your hair, or is that? Okay, it just that pink has really held well. It really has held well. I know I was thinking about that the other day. No, I don't have a I haven't done it since September. I have an appointment with her on like the 19th, I think. Nice. Yeah. Well, so we're going to do another podcast next month, right? Uh yeah. That would be fantastic. I I'm committing to you that we will cuz I have also been a reason we haven't been podcasting. So, um but thank you so much for sharing all of this personal stuff. Not everyone would be open to sharing. And I feel like yeah. the sharing you've you've done with me throughout your journey and now on this podcast, it really, for me, I find it to be very fascinating. It, again, solidifies the fact that you are the strongest human I know. And <laughs> the fact that you didn't take pain pills except for once. I, <laughs> You are a superwoman. Um, but you know, everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us today. Have a wonderful holiday season and we'll be back in 2022. Woohoo! Bye. Bye.